In episode 47, we welcome our first guest of 2022, Aaron Killian, and we look forward to his thoughts on Christian music. We have a rousing say what battle followed by a stellar amen battle. Cannot wait to hear the comments on these. We will do a little truth and tunes trivia, and Aaron is going to close us out and fix your eyes. But gentlemen, I have a special surprise. With a new year and a new topic and a new guest, I thought it was time for a new intro. And so without further ado, here is the new Six in the Mix lead-in. Six in the Mix, a band of brothers talking faith. But we pray to a God uh, who has all power, uh, who is in sovereign control of all events. Fix your eyes, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Family and my dad, I think enjoyed that more than than any of us put together. But every time we'd get around Thanksgiving, he, he would name all of all of our friends, you know, by name. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just it was that was a great that was a great time. Sports. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Brett Favre pass, and I'm gonna say that one is probably the most perplexing. Would have taken us to the Super Bowl, right? That was the NFC Championship. That's correct. Yeah. So yep. yeah, just like the, the Falcons, Gary Anderson miss. It's just unfortunate. In politics. I was supremely disappointed with the Supreme Court's decision of the healthcare. Join us on our journey. We welcome you to episode 47 of Six in the Mix. As a reminder, please drop comments and topic suggestions on the Facebook page, probably the best way to get a hold of us. And you can also find our videos on YouTube. And please share with family and friends, uh, those that need a laugh, those that need to be encouraged in Christ. That's really why we're doing it. We are encouraged ourselves, but uh, if we can encourage others, uh, that's certainly a joy for us. So. All right, gentlemen, we're going to get the conversation started with a say what battle. I think the say what battle uh, is going to be good first, and uh, and then we're going to go into the amen battle. And so, again, as a reminder, we're trying to I need to get your guys thoughts on who who kind of said the craziest things, the like the, the most like insane uh, things. And I think we've got some really solid contenders. Um, I mean, they're, they're, it's a, it's a very stiff competition. So uh, let's 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 jump into it. Say what battle episode 47. What? Sidewalk! At what point does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working? We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. What What the heck are you talking about? I wore my mask the entire game, and I, when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath and I put it here, and people could see that. There's a 0% chance of infection from that. What you talking about, mister? For any of the press, any of the press listening, this doesn't violate anybody's Second Amendment right. There's no violation of a Second Amendment right. 
We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this, this uh, amendment was passed. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? We know the way through this pandemic is by getting everyone vaccinated. And the overwhelming majority, close to 90% of Canadians have done exactly that. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing. What are you talking about, mister? <laughs> Our hope is that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and be vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID-19. That certainly includes Spotify. So this disclaimer, it's a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out mis and disinformation while also uplifting accurate information. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. All righty. <laughs> five strong candidates which uh which one jumped out to you is is the most out there i gotta go with uh man i i, I battle between the first and the last the first and the last kamala sinking back in her chair it looks like she wanted to jump out that window behind her after that question was asked she was just like this is not happening and then but hearing Pisaki uh, say that stuff about censorship just I think that's got to top it right there for me. Just that, that just what's going on within, within the media and, and going on right now with all the censorship happening, uh, Joe Rogan, all that stuff that's going on is just out of control. And they are you weaponizing these companies to censor these, uh, these people with, with alternative think thoughts and what, then what's the, what's on their agenda. It's just, it just drives me nuts. Did I hear Saki say Spotify? Yeah, that's it was Spotify. <laughs> that's you were dead on. <laughs> that's right. It's she not might, Spotify as you thought. She might get my vote just for that right there. Spotify. <laughs> I love maybe, it. Maybe that's a game she plays with her kids or something. Yeah. Like, you know, Spotify. I, I'm kind of with Don too. I I I I might lean more towards uh, Harris because just how nonsensical it was. Just we're gonna do what we do and we're going to agree to i mean it just none of it really made sense just talking in circles yeah let's dance around it hey just for the sake of doing something different i want to go with the guy that held his breath how many photos did he get taken and is he like a navy seal to be able to hold his breath that long like what <laughs> in the it. world zero percent chance zero I, that's what i'm saying it's it, it's a breakthrough zero. jeremy it's a new covid measure hold, like hold your breath That's we're gonna hold our breath in schools we're now let's let's have our health departments actually hold drills hold your breath drills let's do that well i think of what we'll do for the environment as well if we hold our yeah. breaths well <laughs> yes carbon emissions i mean we are helping in all spheres this is amazing oh my 
This is a breakthrough. Hear me. He he was dead serious though, man. He's like, no, that's why I'm selecting it. I mean, I understand that we've got, you know, five great, you know, pieces to choose from, but come on. Unbelievable. Ryan, come on, help us out. What's yours? Oh, it's, it's definitely Harris for me. I mean, (laughs) by a long shot. When I first heard that it was, I had to, I had to replay it. It's like, did she really just say that? Is it, isn't it just remarkable how in the last 250 years you think about, and I had to, I had to go through my mind, the founding days of our country. And and you look around, you're like, okay, look to the North. Who do we have for leaders to the North? All right. We got Adams. We got Franklin. Look to the South. We got Washington. We've got Hamilton. We got Jefferson. And we're looking at these people now who are leaders. So looking up, up North of Canada, Trudeau. Great. Out West, Garcetti, (laughs) even better. Uh, Biden, Harris, these people are all saying things that are making no sense. I mean, how far have we come in 250 years? It's just sad. Yeah, I, I actually am going to go uh, north of the border. I think uh, I think Justin Trudeau, it was interesting because he was you know so eloquent, you know, the 90 percent that got vaccinated, which is great. But then he, he did you notice he kind of looked down oh, to yeah. his left and, and kind of started hemming and hawing. But what he said was so was so revealing, like they hold unacceptable views. That's what they believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Except when they're caught doing it and all they got to do now is hold their breath. And then they can, you know, so it's like, it's, it's the elitism there, but it's just, you know, um, you know, trying to minimize what happened, you know, up in Ottawa and and what the truckers are doing up there, which is, which is really, you know, fantastic kind of speaking out for their own livelihood instead of, you know, being injected, you know, with, uh, with that mandate. Um, I thought it was great. And I thought it was sad that leader, you know, disparaged him in that way. Well, then Trudeau leaves town as soon as they get to Ottawa saying it's right. a security, security threat on. it's to the United States and then contracts COVID conveniently has to stay quarantined for two weeks here before he can go back what a, <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't take the class and holding your breath with Garcia no, <laughs> and I'm telling you we could sell some serious you know some serious strategy here to people we can make some money off this guys I mean if we can come up Matt you've got the skills we can put a video out you know <laughs> like you can even you know talk about how to breathe deeply Aaron can come yeah. in on this he knows I mean he's got some training yeah. there some, yeah some breathing diaphragm. coaching diaphragm control after the yeah, podcast absolutely. a little a little you know a little project managing here we need to get this rolled out <laughs> oh yeah so it, yeah it was just a lot that was a lot to take in we laugh but it's uh you know you think about the, the messaging and what, what what the uh what the end or the end game is behind it all it, it's it's kind of scary so um why don't we move this would be a good transition into the amen battle because there are some voices that are actually actually counteracting and challenging uh, some of the you know some of the the prevailing or the high the high elitist thought on it. And I think it's, uh, I think we need to uh, inventory that and assess that and decide uh, who is, uh, who are we saying amen the loudest to? All right. So here we go. Amen battle episode 47. All over the world, people are realizing that this is stupid and that it's time to to end it. The problem for Joe Biden is that he's been stuck in I will end COVID mode and he's now created 
an entirely paranoid set of American citizens who believe the minute you take off a mask, you'll be struck by the wrath of God. Because the minute they say you have to live with this, everybody goes, so why have you been doing this the whole time? Places like Florida have been living completely normally with this virus since at least March of 2021. So for almost a year, we've been living completely normally. Since the vaccines were tranched out, everybody got vaxxed, who wanted to get vaxxed, everybody who didn't want to get vaxxed, didn't get vaxxed, and then everybody went back to work. Everybody started going out to, to parties. Everybody started hanging out with friends. Everybody started going to ball games. All this was happening for a year. You know why? Because the approach in Florida was always calculate your risk and then mitigate your risk as you see fit. I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like I I went so hard on COVID. I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, we all did it, right? And, no, no, we didn't all okay, do well, it. Well, here's the thing. A lot, no, of us, we didn't all a lot of us did do it. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a trumper. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago, and you will find out that Cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. A couple of days ago on this show, I was discussing how terrible Dr. Fauci is. And I, just sort of off the top of my head, said that I wanted every candidate for federal office to sign a pledge. I wanted them to sign the Michael Knowles Public Health Protection Pledge. And that pledge would have to include two things. One, if you are elected to Congress or the Senate, you will vote to subpoena Dr. Fauci and investigate him. And then, using the power of the purse in Congress, you will zero out his salary. So you can't fire him if you're in Congress, but you can get rid of his salary. The podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like for instance, Eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would, they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. All righty. So we got four candidates there. Speaking some some truth, uh, or so I thought. What did, what do you guys say? I'm going with Knowles. I love his I love his thoughts there. Zero out <laughs> Fauci's salary. 
<laughs> don't fire him fine make it worse <laughs> give, give him no money and still has to work <laughs> oh i loved it that was great oh, that's that a was, good that idea was good. <laughs> yeah i loved uh i love that uh that who is that that uh, podcast host barry but barry weiss or yeah what's her name yeah yeah uh she was on bill maher uh <laughs> and uh it's hilarious watching the uh the left eat their own just it's just i mean it's just turning they're, they're everybody i think it, you're starting to see people wake up a little and um i still think there's a long ways to go but um it's, i can't even i couldn't even fathom that being said on a show like that you know a year ago so i mean that's just that that's a that's a huge step yeah, I, I resonate with what she said, uh, especially in regards to, you know, how we thought of COVID early on, you know, uh, disinfecting everything in sight and just all, all of that. And then I also, you know, uh, uh, two years, you know, removed from, or, you know, two years into the pandemic, see the, you know, the impact that it had on my kids and things, uh, big events that, you know, my daughter missed out on high school graduation, prom, all these types of things. And, and it hurts and, and they will, this will mark their life, uh, this, this pandemic. And, and, um, you know, sp spiritually, I've tried to just encourage them, you know, not to get bitter, you know, that the, these type yeah. of things that, you know, they need to, uh, trust the Lord that he's sovereign and that these things are disappointing. You can grieve some of these things, but but you don't need to get get bitter about it. But I I kind of resonated with what with what she said. That's uh, it's funny because you know where I work, we never shut down, right? And so when you don't know what's going on, it, it was kind of a it was a tense time, right? We don't know the seriousness of this. If we get it, you know uh, those types of things. So when I came home from work, I would I, I would come in the garage door. Our our laundry room is right there. I would take off most of my clothes, my wife would have another change of clothes there in the laundry room. And for like weeks, that's what, we, that, that's what we did and washed it on sanitary cycle. Cause we just, we, you know, we, we didn't know. Um, so I, I, I definitely connected when she's, yeah, I did, we, we did the stuff, but now we've got the data, you know, but the data un unlocks their control over, mm -hmm. over, over things. Um, and you know, their agenda is less likely to, to come through. So I think that's a, a big point ryan uh, any thoughts from your end did she say i can stop sanitizing things right now <laughs> I, I don't know did, did, did she, she say yeah, she, her, she, her her pringles yeah what, yeah what's what was she talking what is that i didn't even know what pringles can what is that just like the the spray she's talking about what 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 does she mean by that I think she was like everybody was washing their groceries. Yeah, yeah like yeah. sanitizing. Oh, oh, that's okay. They're washing yeah, it all down. Okay, I got. Yeah, it. I, and I'm I'm asking, should I stop doing that now too, or not? Yeah, it's well. It, uh, yes. Has, I mean, that, you, <laughs> has that changed the taste of Little Debbie? I mean, what? Yeah. What are you doing? It has it has changed the taste a little bit. I must admit, it, it's helped me get away from my little Debbie addiction. But good. Um, now I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the first one because I I you know how I feel about Florida and leadership down in Florida. So I was glad to hear uh, Shapiro sing the praises of, of what they've done, and they have followed the, the data. I I I think he has. I think he's been data driven, and um, you know. You, Aaron, I don't, I don't know if you've heard the four of us talking about COVID before, but I'm probably 
Um, I'm probably the only one here who's pro-vaccine. So we all have different approaches here, even in this, in this group. Um, but that's what's nice about Florida. Uh, you've got the freedom uh, mm -hmm. to, to decide what, what you want to do with your life. And so I've appreciated that. Plus, it's science-based in what he's doing. So Yeah. Well, let's just get something clear up to first. Uh, we're all pro-vaccine, I think, here on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we are, but what is being distributed right now is not a vaccine. <laughs> okay, let's get that straight. A vaccine is uh, is something that prevents you from getting the disease, if I'm not mistaken. This is just a genetically modified uh, solution that is injected into our body that in the hopes of having some effect on the COVID-19 uh, uh, virus. I, I view it as like a Willy Wonka delicious mix of candy going into yeah. my system. <laughs> yeah. you, you would. Yeah. <laughs> Why is everything like sweets to you? Cookies, do you get candy. do you get suckers given to you when you go through the drive-through bank too? I mean, like, what in the you world? guys? You guys, I got to tell you this. You'll be so proud of me. You know how I've resolved to be better about my uh, enjoyment of sweets this year. I within the last week and a half, I got onto Amazon. I had some Amazon gift card money. I'm like, I don't know what to. I don't know what to buy on Amazon. And I, I started having a hankering for. Have you ever had those Reese's peanut butter cups with Reese's pieces inside of it? Oh, no. delicious! They're great. And so I loaded up my cart. I was about to spend 28 bucks on a bunch of those things. And I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm a new man. And I took it out of my cart. <laughs> and wow. put it on your wish list. <laughs> he, he, sends, he said, ship to mom's address. I'll pick it up there. Because <laughs> he knows Don and Matt are going through his mail. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's my backup plan. But yeah. <laughs> A new man, 2022. I well hear done. you. I'm well I'm, done. I'm, I'm all for that. Well, well, uh, well, yeah. Keep keep going on that path, my friend. Drive on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with Joe Rogan. I uh, I you know obviously he's trying to navigate some really tough waters, but I do I do think he does try to even before this does try to provide different viewpoints and counterpoints and is trying to you know more inform his his uh, you know his listeners as opposed to maybe force them down one path. I think. You know, he's got a very, um, you know, unique way of challenging and, you know, he wants to think through things. Um, and, and I think the points that he brought up were for me, uh, you know, incredibly powerful, like several, several months ago, you say this and you're banned and now it's accepted as fact. Okay. Um, that's because the data comes out and we're able to learn from that. But when we refuse to look at the data and we hold on to stuff that the data disproves, um, it, it tells you there's, there's something deeper going on. Um, that's, that's, you know, kind of sinister and it, it is very concerning for, for freedoms, you know, not only for your know, nation, but certainly, uh, you know, faith and, and, uh, Christianity and such too, because it, um, it, they don't like, uh, they don't like to have to submit to a higher power. They like to be the higher power. Um, and, uh, I think, I think guys like Joe, uh, challenge that and they don't want them. And then you got Saki saying, Hey, You've got to, you know, we, we need the platforms to do more to basically tell them what we say is true, not necessarily what is true. So um, anyway, Joe gets my vote for the amen battle, but yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. We kind of all different, different thoughts on uh, say what and amen. Um, any other, any other thoughts uh, happening this week? I mean, there was a, there was a soccer game up in Minnesota, Ryan and Don, <laughs> did you guys go to that? Oh, I wanted, I did. I seriously considered going because I am, I've become a soccer 
somewhat uh, geek right now. I am really? like completely into. I'm, I've I watched the Egypt's uh, e, uh, Egypt uh, um, Sudan play and and today uh, for the uh, for the for their, their for their regional cup to qualify for the World Cup and um, I'm just loving. I love the Premier League. I love watching it Saturday mornings getting up watching those games i've got my i've got my favorite team i'm a west ham united uh uh fan and uh, i i have devoted my uh my allegiance to them and um it, yeah i just love i just love all the soccer that's happening and, and so what kept you from going i mean if you love soccer what well you know you know my nephew and I, I have to give I have to give some props to my nephew. And I don't know if any of you guys noticed that uh, the uh, his comment uh, about his, his he's defending <laughs> Kurt's cousins. I love that. He's going after you, Don. <laughs> but I but they are into soccer too. And I and I uh, texted him and I was like, uh, are you guys are we go are we going to go to this this soccer game? And he and and uh, and he said something to the fact that he he's weighing the fact that he does not know if he wants to watch uh, the USA beat up on a third world country in below freezing temperatures. He just doesn't think it would be worth his money. So <laughs> I kind of had to agree with him. I think it was the right call. <laughs> but Matt, your brother did go, didn't he? My I mean, brother did he go was he, there. He and his wife. Yeah. They, uh, Andy and Amy went and uh, yeah, they had a fantastic time. They said, I mean, they were standing the whole time They had hand warmers and, uh, yeah, he was saying, he, he said, he said, I think everybody flopped a little bit more, which is hard to believe because in soccer, you know, everybody flops a lot, but they said the field was kept at like 55 degrees. So if you yeah. wanted to get warm, you wanted to flop. Wanted and to yeah. Ground. You wanted to roll on the <laughs> ground to get, to get warm. Uh, but he said it was a really, it was really crazy atmosphere there. And uh, yeah, cer certainly epic. I, I don't think I would have, um, I think, you know, had I been there maybe, but I, I did not have a, have a passion to go. I did hear that. I don't know if this is confirmed, but I um, I did hear that the goalie did not make it back out in the second half because of hypothermia, and uh, like two other players, I think just were, yeah. were, uh, did That's not. That's what my brother said too. Back. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Okay. From from Honduras. From, from Honduras. Honduras. Yeah. 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 Okay. These guys were like, "No, we're not going back out." <laughs> I'm gonna go warm that bus up, guys. You take the next forty-five and. Uh... So, so Don, quick question. So this soccer passion, this obviously kind of ebbs and flows in your life. You know, I don't know if you mentioned to Aaron, but back in your Pilly days, didn't, didn't you win like an award or something? Like you were on the soccer team and you won awards, right? Like, I started out as the goalie and yeah, that I, I, yeah, I, you won uh, awards there. Like your last year, weren't you like the most, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I just I remember, thinking, I just, I, 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 you know, it, it might've happened, but I just remember the, the, the infamous, uh, rookie of the year, uh, baseball trophy. That's the one. Maybe I really that's, maybe about. that's what I'm thinking of, but Don, you're just all, just an all around athlete. Just couldn't get him really? off the field, off the court. Well, well Jen the was in Scotland for a semester. I had nothing to do. So I had to, <laughs> I had to find you, something Don't let Ethan hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh man oh that's wild that's wild cool oh, yeah and, anything else you want to chat about uh before we uh you know one thing i, I did want to talk about is uh there was a uh i don't know if you guys know, heard this in the news but there was a you remember if you guys know newsmax they're like a, a, a right wing news organization and they just fired one of their the white their white house uh correspondent 
for tweeting something uh, a couple months ago. And uh, the tweet, actually, I have it here. It says, Dear Christians, the vaccines contain a bioluminescent marker called Luciferus so that you can be tracked. Read the last book in the New Testament to see how this ends. <laughs> now, I went to her. I, I did a little more research. I went to her. She has got a Substack. Uh, and Substack's got like a, a blogger, a blogging verse uh, uh, website. Um, that's obviously on the sensor free. So, uh, but she did some homework on this. Obviously she has some backup for this. And she just went to the Moderna website and I did the same thing too. You go to the Moderna website, go to their patents, go to the COVID-19 patents. And it's, I believe, um, uh, let's see, COVID, it's US patent number. Oh, I just had it. The US patent number 10,703789. And it does list in the ingredients luciferin. What? I'm dead serious. This, you can look it up. Go to Moderna. The, go, when you have a chance, go to the Moderna website, look up patents, and, and uh, you can, you can uh, pull up that patent. I'm again, number 10,703789. All right, Ryan, we need a little <laughs> confirmation with this. And, and there it is, plain as day, Lucifer, uh, luciferous, a bioluminescent uh, dye that attaches to the cell and it's basically like a firefly you know it's it's the same type of thing with the firefly with your yeah. yeah a firefly yeah it, that's it's that same thing um and uh it can it can make things glow basically so um and she's got a she's got a write-up about it she did her research so it's not like something she just sucked out of her thumb uh this is <laughs> i thought it was interesting so i'm curious uh all right I, I think you you probably, I think you're the only one, uh, I don't know about Aaron, but I know that you're the only one completely vaxxed. Uh, you've got all the jabs, right? And uh, you probably have your own own IP address. You probably don't even know it. So uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on luciferin being attached to uh, one of your cells floating around in your body? And we can, we can call you up at any time now in the, in the near future. I think that's fantastic. That's right in line with Daniel. Doesn't he talk about us shining as lights at some point? I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be lit up three times. I was going to say, you do have a certain glow today. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Let's have this guy back next, next time. Hey, Aaron, is it a, is it a luminescent glow or more like a luciferant glow? Well, the word Lucifer, boy, you could, you could really, uh, there's some evil connotations there right you know well it, it's funny you say that Aaron, because uh i believe it's revelation 17 13 says no one will be able to buy or they're talking about the mark of the beast here no one will be able to buy or sell anything except those that have the mark you will know the mark by its name <laughs> luciferin lucifer come on man is this is this really happening <laughs> okay back, back to this fired newsmax reporter for a second is she, so she was making the point that Christians who have this vaccine are going to be tracked because they have this vaccine because of luciferin, so they can get. She's saying anybody, anybody has this, uh, anybody has this, this uh, has the vaccine that has, has luciferous in their in their system now with this vaccine. So my my only question, and I I read I read this too. My question is okay. So I'll, I'll grant you that's true. I've not. I'll just grant you that for the sake of the argument. So, so what, like, is there a special light that, you know, Ryan would glow or parts of him would light up? 
Like I, I, I can't imagine that it's that predominant of, of uh, which parts. Well, I don't know. Like, where does <laughs> Lucifer like to hang out? You know, maybe it's you know, you know, I don't know. My ears are glowing. Can you see the glow in my ears? <laughs> what tonight? I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, okay. So, so how do you how do you know? Like, like is next, there like a special guest bug from light? Moderna? Next guest is from Moderna. Mr. Discussing Anthony Fauci. Ryan, can you turn the lights off where you're at? And let's, see. <laughs> let's see him glow. Let's see him light That's up it. like a Christmas all tree right. here. I, I, I'm all for science. Give me a second. All right. Hey, science experiment. This is, yeah, this is groundbreaking stuff here on Six in the Mix. Oh, there is a glow. There's oh, a light. It's like a light. It's like oh, a my. light. Light. It's like a light light. Wow, look at that. He's lit like a tree. Yeah, yeah. It gets, uh, it gets brighter on my neck. There's oh something man. to it. What's that one 90s song? Like, uh, what is it? You never know if you don't go. You never shine if you don't go. Yeah, hey now, you're an all-star. Like, maybe that's like all the all the people got to vax. They're all-stars now. Like, th- that was prophetic. It's a prophetic it's, song. It's all coming together. Oh my it, goodness, it's man! All coming together. What's it it just saying that song, isn't it? No, no, no I don't no. think so. Uh-uh. Are you serious? No, no. Well, ask so. Ryan; he'd know. It, it, it was that guy. Um, that guy. I can picture him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember the group, but it was a guy, and I think he got in trouble recently or died or something. I can't remember the name of the group. Yeah, is it, it's called, uh, called All Star, right? Chumbo, yeah, is it? Oh, Chumbo Wumba. It was no. something. If you said the name, I could probably tell you, but I, no, it wasn't Chumbo Wumba. It's Smash that's Mouth. It. Yes. Oh, Smash yes, Mouth. That's Thank it. you. That's, that's what one. it was. Oh my Fear goodness! Lord. <laughs> well, we On episode forty-eight, say what battle? <laughs> Don right. buys for with Doctor Fauci. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, I had one more thing I wanted to discuss. Uh, what did you guys think about our former vice president coming out and saying Trump was wrong for trying to get him to overturn the election? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I found that pretty pretty bold. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think he's right. I think Pence I think Pence did the right thing personally. Like, I'm with you. Hard to do, but uh, the right thing to do. You know, evidence wasn't there. You know, I know a lot of people. I don't think disagree. I heard that. What what yeah. happened? Yeah, there was a there was a he spoke at, at some conference of, of some type. I don't even know exactly what the venue was, but um, he 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 basically came out and said um, this this couldn't have been overturned by me. This was not my this was not my job. Um, I had no jurisdiction to do that. And the election belongs to the people of the United States. And he very tactfully, very, very tactfully uh, walked through that water again. And I think it's going to continue to come up um, as the political season, you know, begins to ramp up here at midterms. But I think uh, he was very concise and spoke eloquently about that. So, hmm. yeah, it was it was good. He's he's the type of leader we need, a guy that's not all about himself. And let's be honest, the left has never liked him. And they look at him and say, how can a guy like you, a moral Christian man, connect yourself to Donald Trump for four years? And now, based upon what Trump did to him through that time, nobody on the right is liking him as much as they ought to. So he's got, I don't see any political path forward for him, but he's just the type of guy we need. And it's its sad, I think. Ideally, I'd love to see him be DeSantis' DeSantis's, uh, vice president. 
I think he'd run I, second, second, second fiddle again. I, 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 th- I think he would. He's, I think he's got, I, I, I can't speak for him like, like, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah, I've met yeah. him or anything, but um, I don't know. I just, he's got that steadiness. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I could see him presidentially. Maybe, maybe, maybe I could. I, I'm, I'm kind of big on DeSantis too. Um, 2024, but hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, who's, who's our, uh, who's our uh, uh, Super Bowl predictions? We can get a quick, uh, quick round of Super Bowl predictions. Jeremy's the only one just that has say, a pick left. I'm oh, that's exactly. right. This yep. is two years in a row. I picked, I picked last year's Super Bowl winners, the Bucks, and this year, Matthew Stafford and the Rams, and this guy picked them. And let me tell you, it's going to happen. And if I would have wagered something in Vegas, I would not have to be spending any time in the cold of Wisconsin in the winters, I could get out of here and spend some time in warm climates. Anyway, yep, I've got a pick yeah. left. It's gonna, it's gonna be the Rams. Gotta go with Stafford. Great, great call, Jeremy. I, I would love to see it too. You guys remember back in my uh, fantasy football days, uh, dynasty days, Matthew Stafford was my quarterback. I think I drafted him as a rookie, and I really enjoyed him. Um, so I, I would love to see, love to see him win. Obviously the, the folks in Ohio are kind of, you know, pumped up about Cincinnati being there that no one expected them to get that far. So that's been kind of fun too. So there's a little bit of a kind of a hometown thing, um, you know, here, but I, I, I'm pulling for St. Louis. I'd love to see Matthew Stafford get that ring. I, I have to agree. I think it's the Rams at this point. I'm just, I just don't think Cincinnati has the defense. I think the Rams have a nicely balanced team and I think they're kicker who was on my dynasty team, by the way, is a Pro Bowl kicker. So I think they've got the whole the whole package. Yeah, I think the Rams will win it too. Kind of pulling for the former NFC North guy, Stafford. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I love uh, I love the Stafford story more than I like the Bengals story. But did you hear that? The, yeah. uh, some guy, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's, he's got some, uh, some uh, um, mafia name bet $4.5 billion on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Meaning he laid, he, he laid, laid that down, down $4.5 the largest bet in, I think, history or something. I don't know. It's some, some historical goodness. bet, but so $4.5 million. What is he make? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the odds are right now for, uh, nuts. for, the, uh, for the Bengals. I know that they're like four and a half, four and a half, uh, four and a half point dogs right now, so so yeah mm. it's gonna be a big payout and I, I don't know if this guy put it down before the super bowls you know before the you know the playoffs or at the beginning of the playoffs or what but i don't know yeah <laughs> well i i mean it could happen i mean it's not easy yeah. to go into arrowhead stadium in kansas city and beat the chiefs yeah. so burrow burrow looks like he's legit man that guy yeah he yeah, is clutch they can he figure out clutch. how to keep him upright that that's going to be the yeah, key thing. Exactly. I just, yeah. I just don't know how they're going to do that. Keep nine people back to keep her up, right? And then you got a double or triple team, the two guys they can afford to send out to, to catch a pass. I I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That's that's yeah. tough. It's tough. Tough order. But what a what a great what a great uh, weekend of games that we've had for the NFL. I've I was thoroughly enjoyed them, even though mm-hmm. I'm yeah. did not watch much NFL during the season, but boy, I thoroughly enjoyed the playoffs. That was fun to watch those every game coming down to the last second. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Sounds like Don's coming back to American football. Uh, the other football. 
All righty, Jeremy, you want to? Sure. <clears throat> well, today it is our privilege at Six in the Mix to have uh, Aaron Killian with us. Uh, Aaron is an acquaintance of a couple of us and, and good friends of um, us as well. And we're just thankful that you're here today. Um, you are a, a pastor and elder at a, at a church in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina area. And uh, you have you have kind of served in that um in that role for quite a quite a while um, in multiple states, West Coast uh, all the way to the East Coast here now, and uh, it's it's kind of fun watching your story um, in in kind of listening to it a little bit through uh, some of your friends, and uh, it's been it's been enjoyable to hear that, and I am looking forward to hearing some of the things that you have to share with us tonight. Uh, just as a little intro. Um, for, for all of you who listen to this, music is constant, and it's a constant in our lives. It's needed, it's enjoyable, uh, but it can be divisive and destructive. And so today, Six in the Mix is going to open the score, as it were, and walk through the measures in 4-4 time to discuss the importance of music and that topic. So if you're like me, you have kids that drive, they take your vehicle at night, and they turn the station from your presets, which is the AM talk radio at a decent level of volume, and they have left on their, their mark on the vehicle, this ridiculous country station that it really isn't country anymore. It's just, you know, another form of rock um, to which, you know, maybe we know the song, maybe we don't, but nevertheless, they destroy our presets in the vehicle and uh, wake the neighbors in the morning or evening by coming in with that thumping plastic rattling sound in those wonderful vehicles we own. Anyway, tonight we're gonna talk music. Hey, it's sexy, it's fun, it's energizing, it's fulfilling, it's emotional, it can be ambient, it could be artificial, it's ridiculous, it's humorous, it's hard, it's soft, there's everywhere in between. And really there's some questions that some of us have uh, concerning that. And so Aaron's going to kind of walk us through maybe his journey and his life of music um, from really, Aaron, from what I understand, your legacy of, of your parents and, and maybe even beyond that, um, which I, I could only assume uh, just by listening to some of uh, some, some people talk about you. Um, and so I'm going to invite you to share your story, talk about how music has influenced your life, maybe talk about the ups and downs uh, about music. And then there's a couple of questions we're going to throw out there. We don't have to answer them tonight, but just some questions that maybe our listeners and I specifically have had over the years, especially with how do I deal with music and, and the guidelines in selecting music for my home? And, 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 and then for church, what does that look like? Uh, and how is music used in church worship changed over over the lifetime of maybe your ministry uh is it timeless anymore um is that even a quality that that artists consider today and then thirdly maybe what are trends or avenues to avoid um that that we really shouldn't just walk down and 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 be a part of it all so aaron i'm going to turn it over to you and uh, give us kind of your story tell us a little bit about yourself and and really your journey of music Sure. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for the for the kind words, and thank you, boys, for the privilege to be uh, participating with you guys tonight on this. And uh, yeah, I I do feel blessed to come from a rich, godly heritage uh, with my family, with both sides of my family, and my parents and grandparents and and uh, in laws, and uh, I, I grew up in church. 
I grew up in ministry and more specifically music ministry. My dad and mom uh, were involved in music ministry. My dad is a music pastor, just recently retired. And so it was, it's been part of my life uh, growing up. I'm the oldest of three kids and, uh, you know, sang in children's choirs, uh, learned to play in the, the band and the orchestra, and it just did all those things up through um, high school. And then uh, when it came time to decide, you know, what to do for college, what the Lord might have for me, I... I chose uh, Christian college and I chose music, not even really knowing yet uh, where the Lord was directing or leading, but I felt like I had, you know, a certain level of skill there and wanted to maybe pursue that. Um, so went to Christian college, majored in music, church music, and then ended up coming back after graduating high school or college, I'm sorry. Uh, to teach at Fourth Baptist Christian School, the school that uh, I graduated from. Don and I were mm -hmm. classmates uh, since the eighth grade, and uh, that was a that was a surreal experience, but really neat opportunity. Um, then got some more training uh, in the music education in graduate school, and ended up serving at another school in in uh, the Los Angeles area, and then really started to develop a passion for. Uh, church music, music in the church. Um, I had a great mentor out there, uh, Dr. Paul Plew, associated with the Master's University and went to the same church. And uh, and so just got a taste for um, leading in, in that, in the, in the church music area. And uh, I've been at the Shepherd's Church now uh, for, I think, maybe a little over seven years, uh, leading worship and um, uh, love it, uh, love doing it. Um, it's, been, it's been quite a journey, um, you know, especially over the last couple of years, navigating um, ministry and, and the pandemic and, and right. how, to, how to do things. It makes you really question or, or uh, what are we doing that's efficient? What are we doing that maybe we, we don't need to do? Um, but, um, but I'm thankful for the rich godly heritage of my, my parents and family and, and has made such a big impact on me. Um, and it's a privilege to, to serve and lead in music. Um, I've got kids that are 14, 16, and 20 now. So when I think about music in the home, it's different now than it used to be. Um, when our kids were young, we put a lot of guidance and parameters around, you know, what we wanted. We, we shaped a lot of what we wanted them to listen to and things like that. And now that they're older, um, we, we, there's a lot of freedom there uh, for them. Um, they're open to many genres and styles, um, especially with my boys, you know, who are teenagers, um, nothing explicit, you know, I kind of have a control feature on that one. Um, yeah. and, uh, but, you know, I think they realize there's certain music for moods and activities. Um, I'm about the only one in my family that can tolerate uh, country music. Uh, everyone else hates it. Uh, it Maybe like, I, I don't know where you guys stand, but. Uh, that's, that's, my, our clean, that's our cleaning music, you know, we just crank it, throw it on. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, 
but uh, you know, music is a universal language. I'm sure you guys know that it, it speaks to everyone universally and it has a role in every major function of life. Um, so these days with our kids, I, you know, I try and um, encourage the Philippians 4-8 principle, you know, is it good? Is it lovely? Is it, you know, does it fit that criteria? Um, instead of uh, a list of do's and don'ts, that's kind of where we're at uh, with our kids these days in the home. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, and because of your, because of the fact that you've had kids and you've got, you've kind of gone through the range of, you know, as they're little and they've kind of grown into the teenage to now, you know, adult, I'm, I'm kind of in that same, um, that same category as far as I've got really young kids and I've got um, now, you know, graduated high school and out, out of the, the nest, so, so to speak. And what I find is tricky is, you know, having that little bit more control on the youngers and then the, you know, the teens, you know, letting them have a little bit of, you know, freedom in making those choices to, you know, my oldest daughter, where it's kind of like, you know, hey, this is your own conviction now, you know, you, you can't be resting on dad um, or mom for, for those things, we'll, we'll help you with some of that. And, and I love the fact that, you know, it's true that there are different, there are different scenarios that music plays into. And um, one of the, one of the things that I think are, um, for me, just because, and, and maybe it connects with you just because of your, your ministry as far as church is concerned, but specifically in church, you know, how, how, how do you, how do you manage and, and think about and, and put together music and a, and a package for Sunday morning for these, these people that are coming in? Maybe you'll never have the same group of people ever in their lives. Every single one of them has a different, you know, music philosophy, as it were. How do you put that together and, and your mind kind of make it so that a Sunday morning brings <laughs> blessing to God, number one, and, and encourages the blessing of the believer and, and encouraging that worship to, to God Almighty? How, how, yeah. As a music pastor, how do you do that? Well, that is a sobering responsibility. I, I can tell you that. And I can share with you what we do at the Shepherd's Church, and by no means does that mean that's the right way to do it or that's the way everyone should do it. Every church is going to be different, and you need to, church leaders need to know their church, know their people, and, um, and, and plan and, and, you know, lead accordingly. But we, you know, we carefully read the lyrics of each song before we introduce it or use it in our worship gatherings. Our approach is typically to judge a song for its lyrical, theological, musical excellence, apart from its author. Um, so, you know, if we begin to critique the doctrine and lifestyles of each songwriter, we're going to have to throw out about half the hymn book, you know, um, you know, songs like it is well with my soul, a mighty fortress is our God, are wonderful hymns that were written, uh, but they're written by men who had some deeply flawed doctrines. And so it's just practically impossible to be consistent once you begin to go down that road. So uh, by God's grace, you know, our goal is to teach the word each week and to equip our people to exercise discernment. Um, so leading our congregation to think critically with, with those things uh, is, we think, an approach that will serve them best. So you think about the, the context if you're choosing songs and music who's your audience? 
you know, obviously you need to know your audience. Clarity is another thing. Is the message clear? Uh, and is it worth the cost of you singing that song, doing that? Is the, the, the theology, is it true? Um, and who is the hero in the song that you're singing about? Is it God or is it us or man? Um, from a practical standpoint, is it participatory? Are people going to sing? I think that needs to be a goal in, in church worship gatherings. Are we all going to sing together? Um, and so that's an aspect. Uh, kind of along those lines too, is it singable? Um, is the melody easy to grab onto? Uh, is it an appropriate song key? I like to joke about the key of Chris Tomlin. Uh, he's got a great voice and a lot of great songs, but um, you know, none of the guys yeah. in the church can sing uh, in that key. Yeah. And so it's got to be singable if you're going to, if you want people to participate um, some, you, you want to know what I like to call them heart songs, songs that resonate maybe more than others with your church fellowship uh, that people just will throw their heads back and sing because they, they can't help it. They just love it. And they love to hear each other sing, uh, that, and for, for us, it's songs like behold our God, yeah. um, by sovereign grace. Uh, and can it be an old hymn, amazing love? How can it be uh, a newer one? Andrew by Andrew Peterson, is he worthy? Yeah. Uh, that we love to sing, uh, one that was in the, the, the opening, uh, uh, title today, Christ, our hope in life and death. Yeah. So um, good. Those are, those are heart songs. So what are the heart songs of your churches? I mean, I think leaders need to know what those are or find them and, um, and sing those. So that's, that's how we look at it here at the shepherd's church. Hopefully that can be of, of some help. Yeah. You spoke kind of, 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 of a epic of time where you've got some old hymns that are just I use the word timeless, you know, where they just, you sing them and you can sing them and you can sing them and their message just does not change, you know, or it just, it just convicts you and pulls you in right at the same moment. I, I wonder, and, and I'll throw this out to any of the rest of you guys too, that, you know, some of the songs that maybe that are coming through the, the airwaves or just that are being written, you know, how, how they might be missing that, that, you know, part that 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 spoken part and and to me it's got to be the fact that it's not that it's not they're they're not truthful songs but is it is it are they are the lyrics and the things that are coming out of that so truth and so foundational that there's no way that that's ever gonna leave and go away i that that's what i appreciate about some of the songs that were mentioned and and how i really enjoy to sing um in, in our church and just you know, in my own private worship, I have concerts, you know, by myself all the time with, you know, with my wife and I just, you know, playing and singing and, you know, together, whatever, with my daughter, and my, my kids. Um, anyway, to throw it out to you guys, I mean, what, what do you guys think as far as that's concerned, the timelessness of music? Well, it's, it's interesting as Aaron was kind of sharing a couple of his points on music. I was reminded of a story, not a story, but a, 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 a time that I had spent with his dad 
you know, Roger Killian. So I, I grew up in, uh, in fourth with, uh, with these guys, they were a couple of years uh, ahead of me, but, uh, pastor Killian was our, you know, taught us, uh, the, the concert band, and then he would do the musicals and the, and, and the music at church. And I remember having what, what I enjoyed you know, talking to him one-on-one and one of the ones that stuck out, it was, it was at the time that, you know, I was kind of liking the shine Jesus shine song. Right. I mean, so you talk about like a lyric or a melody that sticks in your mind, like shine, Jesus, shine. I mean, you just like feel in, in, in what. And so we were just talking about that in in kind of related to your clarity uh, comment there, Aaron. When he challenged, he said, you know, what what is the what is the song talking about? Flow, river, flow. Who Who is who is the river? And at, at that time, I'm thinking like, come on, man, it's it's like it's shine, Jesus, shine. It's clearly Jesus. But just to kind of step back and you know obviously you being maybe a hair more mature now kind of recognizing just thinking through that and saying lyrics are meaningful and so we need to understand what we're singing um it's not just a feel good sound good thing but there 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 needs to be rich theological content and i i appreciated you know uh, your father challenging me at a at a young age to think through the import the importance of that i, I just kind of want to share that uh that that story <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, I've, uh, your dad had such a significant impact on my, my, my life too, just because of what a Matt just said, because he took the words right out of my mouth, just to think through the songs that you're singing. Um, and not just, you know, they're just not notes on a, on a, on a page, you know, it's, it's, it was, uh, I, <laughs> I, we, I, when I think back to it, we were so spoiled uh at what we had uh you know being um in the choir and being in band and being um in high school with 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 the directors that we had uh you know i just took it for granted we were just we just gifted that it seemed like we're just handed that and then once we go out to college and then, and then outside of college we're like oh well you know, it's, it's not the same, <laughs> you know, there, there's uh, it doesn't get any better than what it was. I, I, I was, uh, I was, I, I was, that, that was one thing that just blew me, blew me away. I and mean, it wasn't until I was able to sing with, um, I sang with Tim Sawyer, uh, under Tim Sawyer in, who is the, uh, uh, music, uh, music director at Northwestern in, 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 a, in a community choir and that he leads and, uh, he's at a, he's he's probably i mean that's what when he started directing and 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 uh, directing us i was instantly brought back to roger killian and kevin mungins directing us you know and and uh it was just it was like where has this been all my life you know that kind of thing yeah. and so oh uh it was some 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 great times i have some just some great memories of your father and yeah how he uh impacted my life and and how he directed me with music and things like that now i think I, st- I think about it today and still yeah. still think so i'm sure he'd be blessed to hear that <laughs> um you know we talk about the power of music and the impact that it has you know it's a it's a sobering responsibility for worship leaders because you are teaching theology you're teaching truths you're putting lips on the words of everybody when they sing and it better be right. It better be true. It better be worth it. And, you know, people will remember the song in their head long after the, the sermon is over. Oh, yeah. uh, and that doesn't mean that music is more important. The, the, the word is, is ultimately important, but that's the power that music has. And so you need to use it 
uh, in the right way. I, I, I read just, it was researching a little bit a couple of weeks ago, um, worship songs today don't last as, as long as they used to. The average lifespan of a widely sung worship song is about one third of what it was 30 years ago. Mm. So churches need to choose songs that, that you and your kids and your grandkids can grow old to. Um, songs that are rich in theology that proclaim Jesus and the gospel, songs that will stick with you um, as you go through the ups and downs of life. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there are, there, I, I, I can't tell you how, how powerful music is other than to, to share with you just a, a scene that just flashed into my mind. When my dad was going through his cancer uh, treatment and I had flown out to Houston. He was about to have uh, his esophagectomy, I think is what it's called anyway, the esophagus taken out and stomach moved up and all those things, trying to get dead rid of cancer. And it, it happened for a little bit. But while while he was in surgery, my mom and I were sitting in the in the waiting room there, you know, in the hospital for a, it was supposed to be 11 hour surgery, ended up being nine, probably eight of those hours, eight of those hours, my mom had a hymn book back from when I was a kid. And I remember taking the bulletins and like scribbling because it had this cool, like, um, you know, window stained glass looking thing. And if you sketched it just right, you could get it to show up on your, on your, you know, paper. And that's what I did Sunday nights because I, of course, you know, wasn't going to listen to the sermon or whatever. She brought that hymnal and she pulled it out. She's just reading verse after verse of song after song that had those truths that through deep water, through the, through the valleys of life, doesn't change because God is constant. And the truths that are written about God, no matter what the arrangement of note, and, and you know, however that is displayed on the arrangement side, yeah. the truth based in God's truth and his word um, does. It, it stems the tide of very difficult times and i'll never forget that i'll never forget mom taking that hymn book out <laughs> I, I i as she was pulling it out i said where did you where did you get that and she's like well i took it from grace when we left and it was a church from you know from back in phoenix and she said i still i still and and i think um she had been given it uh, it was given to her but um anyway those timeless songs and those hymns those rich truths um really come back to mind all the time um, in probably all of our minds from time to time. Um, anyway, uh, so one more thing that I, I kind of like to, 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 you know, get into just a little bit, um, just the trends and avenues that, that are dangerous and, and maybe speak from the, the church side of it, since, since you're, you're probably front and center of that all the time. What are some things that really just kind of are, are, are things we should clearly steer away from? Um, and, and things that are just, that are just, you know, they just don't line up and, and should not and ought not be um, in our public worship. Well, you know, there's, uh, if you've ever heard the term worship wars, you know, there's, you know, it's the battle, it's this versus this, um, you know, it's old versus new, it's choir versus praise team, it's, you know, whatever, it really goes back to before time began, we were talking about Lucifer and uh, a while ago, Satan wanted to be worshipped over over God, and it it was divisive. Anything that's divisive uh, is is danger to the church. Um, uh, I think who is the focus of worship? I think that 
if we answer that question, that can avoid a lot of danger. Who's the focus of worship? With each song, with each song set, with each gathering, is the song about God or is the song about us? Not to say songs about us aren't appropriate or meaningful. Um, you hear a lot of them, you know, on, on Christian radio and things like that. But I think when we gather as, as a body of believers, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. So we're, we're to, to um, have the word of Christ. Anytime we can sing scripture, you can't go wrong with that. Um, you sing song, psalms um, are, are such an encouragement. Um, there are songs of lament, you know, Lord, how long? Right. Right. When will you answer? And I think it's good for the church to to have it doesn't all have to be uh, celebratory celebration and praise and that's a main that's a main uh, reason to gather um, but uh, I think you know who is the focus of our worship that is a danger um, a, a pitfall we are never not worshiping I mean the way God created us we are always worshiping uh, the question is who or what are you worshiping uh, when the object of worship is anything or anyone besides God, that is idolatry, right? I mean, the, the scripture is clear on that. So, um, I think I think that would be that would be the big thing that sticks out to me is is who who is the focus of our worship? That's good. I'm going to ask you one more question, just personally. What what is your one of or a couple of your favorite hymns? To sing, like if you were given the song to sing and you just had to sing it in, in you know, by yourself and you yeah. just, it was just going to connect with you. Do, you. do you have one that just really, it just, it just sticks with you? I don't know if I have one, but you know, one that comes to mind right now is, uh, well, it is well with my soul. Such a great hymn, uh, yeah. all of them. Lord, haste the day when my faith will be made sight. The clouds yeah. be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound, the Lord shall descend. It is well, it is well with my soul. And then, of course, the parts that you can sing oh, on yeah. the chorus and hearing, hearing uh, you know, the congregation encourage each other by singing that. That's a great one. Uh, that's, that's one that comes to mind. But there's, there's so many. Is it shower time, Don? Yeah, I think it's it's time to shower it up, baby. (laughs) You know, I was thinking, I was, I was reminded me, Aaron. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this, but me, you, and I think it was Chad Seidler, all sang a trio, and we sang "It Is Well" a cappella Sunday night service, and we just knocked it out of the park. And I remember, vividly remember, when we hit the last verse. And we all sang in unison. The whole congregation just sat back. <laughs> they could, I mean, it was just, it, I, I, I think they were just like, holy cow, is this really happening? You know, it was just really, I mean, it, it was just, it was just fantastic. I just, one of the, one of the That's funnest great. times. That I, I don't remember, remember that. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I remember that. That one was a good one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's great. We, well, we actually, uh, at Pillsbury, we, we sang that all the time. We would, oh, yeah. we would sing that. And I think if, if I am not mistaken, did we not sing that like impromptu at Ethan's wedding? Yes, like, yes we did. After, yeah. after and everybody, you know, 
it was just a wonderful you know we're trying to come up with a song we're like what are we doing let's just sing this this yeah. is great yeah. this i is wanted true. firehouse let's love of it. a lifetime but you yeah. guys went with it as well i don't know what's wrong with you guys but <laughs> i guess it turned out all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not the typical wedding song but <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> yeah those yeah, satan okay. should buff it those yeah. trials should come <laughs> and they will yeah that's maybe yeah. truer than we <laughs> aaron i i have a question for you as you shared the church where you minister and you you said you're the minister of uh worship essentially there or are there more than just you serving that role um well it's a large church, so I, there's a yeah. staff. Uh, we, we have a music staff. I'm the okay. pastor of the, the music ministry, and then we have a staff of uh, another four or five uh, with me there. Okay. So okay. it's a team effort uh, to make it to make every Sunday happen. It's, it's definitely a team effort, but I'm in, I'm responsible for leading the worship for uh, directing the choir, uh, giving oversight then to to everything music related yeah. in the church. Okay. Yeah, so that that's kind of the um, precursor to my question here, because as, as you described your church, and I, I went online and I was looking through the LV group there, I mean, that's an impressive group of guys uh, that, that you serve yeah, with. it really is. And just based on the little bit you've shared so far today, which I've really enjoyed, um, I can tell you all take music very seriously, which I hope all churches do, is to take music seriously. I, I fear many don't take it seriously. Um but let's talk a little bit about if we have a newer song um, that you in particular might identify as, hey, I think this might become a, I think you call it a heart song uh, for our church. Mm -hmm. You see God is the one who is receiving worship. It is not man focused. Is there a review process you have to take through these elders? I mean, we're talking about guys like uh, Steve and Davey, Al Potter, um, you know, you've got quite a few respectable guys here, yeah. um, or do they trust you to say, Hey, we know your heart, Aaron, go ahead and bring it to the congregation. How does that work out with the newer songs? Well, there is a, there is a certain level of trust that, that I've been given, but if anything is new, I will always run it by Stephen Davey, our senior pastor. We'll always be in communication uh, either I'll send him songs or, or he sends me songs. And, and that happens both ways quite a bit. And so, uh, you know, I'll let him know here, here's a song I love. I think it would work really well. You know, it's by this artist or whatever. You typically you just send them, send a YouTube or something. Right. And, um, and we talk about it and, and once I get the green light, you know, then, then we could proceed from there. And, you know, the way things are in our culture, technology being the way it is today, uh, you can you can get that out there. You can disseminate that to your church body pretty easily and pretty quickly. You know, a Spotify playlist. You you put it on your your Facebook, your social media platforms. Inform the church. You know, even before you gather. Hey, this is a new song that we're going to be working on, learning together. Listen to it this week. You know, we'll introduce it together on this Sunday. Um, a, a number of different ways uh, to introduce it. Um, you know, the benefit of having a choir or a praise team is they can learn it too and teach it and uh, be, be kind of reinforcements helping you lead it and sing it. But, but uh, that's typically the, the, the process with new songs is, is uh, the senior pastor and I will talk about those. Okay, okay. that's, 
that's helpful. And my, my follow-up question relates to some of the newer music coming out uh, that we've alluded to already. You mentioned earlier, it, it may not matter what the theology, you don't get into all of that based upon who produces it, uh, but are there certain groups that are cranking out music constantly that your church would identify and say, we're going to just separate from? And I'm speaking specifically of Bethel and Elevation and groups like that, Hillsong maybe even in that category. Would you ever accept any type of music from those groups? We, ha we haven't come down and said, uh, uh, you know, we will not do anything by X, X groups or whatever. Um, we're very, very careful uh, about things done by those groups. Um, so it's going to have to be a home run uh, if, you know, if we d decide to go down that path. But uh, um, we, haven't, we haven't decided, you know, against any particular uh, group or anything. Um, you know, I love the, you know, the people that have impacted me, you know, lately in, in my music ministry profession are Keith and Kristen Getty uh, and, the, and the people they, they're, they're cranking out uh, hymns. I don't know if you guys realize in Christ alone, um, it's, it's over 20 years old now, yeah. um, but they're, they're doing so many good things. And the people that are with them, indelible grace, uh, sovereign grace, those are great um, uh they, they have lots of great songs for the church. Give us a, give us a slice of what um, a Sunday music presentation um, looks like at, at, at your church. And I know it's probably different depending on the, the, you know, the Sunday, but just on an average, on an average Sunday, what does it look like? Um, we typically have our orchestra um, work up some sort of prelude, you know, uh, to be done before the service officially starts um, congregation singing is the focus then of, of our, you know, of, of the music. Uh, we do have a choir that is, that is such a, such a blessing to our church and they typically will sing an anthem every week. Uh, and, and I think of them as worship leaders also. Uh, we have a praise team that, that stands with me and, and helps lead and sing and, and they're, they're, they're very skilled at that, um, and uh, so we, we try and weave music through throughout the, 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 the service. Uh, we try and um, as, as regularly as, as possible, uh, read scripture together also. Um, either read it together or someone reads it or it's, you know, read as, as part of the song or we sing it together, you know, depending on, on the occasion. Um, so uh, that's, that's, what a, that's what our gatherings typically look like. Good, good. I'm, I'm always encouraged to hear that. I, I love the fact that when the body comes together, that everybody sings, you know, that it is just a unified voice uh, to our creator and our maker and our God. And uh, it's been a yep. good thing. Um, anybody else want to throw a question quickly at him? I know I've taken yeah, quite a bit of time here. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got, I've got a question. So back to what, when Jeremy was opening, he brought up something I want to, I want to, I want to like apply it to Aaron. So when, when, when Aaron, when you got in the car, when you got in uh, Pastor Roger Killian's car to take it out, what uh, what radio station did you flip it to, or what cassette tape did you put in that may or may not have been uh, approved to play at the? Uh... It, it would have been whatever Don turned it to when he was riding it. <laughs> You're such a oh, I love I, it. Whatever Don right was listening it. to. Oh my word! What Don's Don's over here knowing that that's gonna happen. <laughs> Well played. Well played. Wow. 
does it doesn't Don's music get jammed inside the player though? Is that my a dad, my, CD that <laughs> Well, the, then then it was I guess Don forgot to take the CD out or the tape out. Dad, sorry. <laughs> I'll have to get I'll have to tell Don. I'll have to give it back to him. <laughs> So when you when you were like in where you when you were in high school were there things that you were wrestling with musically that was might maybe different or or did your did your folks have a tighter view of music or did they give you a little bit more broader spectrum than maybe what we would have heard on Sunday morning Sunday evening? Yeah, I, th- I think it would, I definitely grew up with pretty conservative uh, view on music, pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you give an example. You know, S- Steve Green would have been frowned upon. Uh, for the most part, you know, in, in our circles. And, uh, you know, we've had him come to our, our church here in, in North Carolina. And a lot of people are like, Steve who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the greatest tenors of all time. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the blue tape. It's the blue tape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, so my. I definitely, and me and my siblings, you know, had to just, you know, navigate through that and, um, definitely, definitely, uh, conservative. And I, I don't, you know, f- so for me, you know, it's, it, it's my philosophy and viewpoint has, has changed since then, or, you know, I've been able to kind of develop my own. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously thankful for, for, um, my upbringing and, and, uh, thankful for the emphasis on music and the priority of, you know, good, godly scriptural music that my dad and others uh, had while we were growing up speaking of good godly scriptural music uh aaron do you remember a time oh, when <laughs> at northland we were at northland and remember we had that that hockey rink right outside yes. right behind yes. us right i know i know where you're going with this <laughs> and we would turn the lights out in our room and i got and i would put my big old speakers i would yeah. i had those big speakers and we put them up in the in the uh window crank open the window and just blast some deaf leopard or something <laughs> <laughs> and let them let them and skate around to some deaf right. leopard for, for a minute the looks that we got were, were great and, and security never knew what where no, it was they, coming could, from. they couldn't see where it was coming from oh it was beautiful <laughs> Rebels without a cause. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh man. Unreal. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Well, very no, good. These what, I, I would like to say one more thing though. Yeah. I, one thing I appreciate what you said, Aaron, is uh one thing that you're probably gonna ruin ruin the rest of my next couple of years for being music because you just said who's the hero in this song, you know. That's that's something, you know, that's that's really powerful when I think about it. And as I scroll through my 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 playlist you know who's the hero of this song yeah probably uh pouring some sugar on me by Def Leppard is not gonna fit that that bill so <laughs> but uh, uh but man that's I, I appreciate you I appreciate what you said there about the who's the hero in this song uh, that's gonna make me think for a long time yeah yeah and uh Don I I'm I'm with you I have who's the hero written on my notepad here I think that is that was a, cl- a clear and great statement Aaron and um Anyway, you're going to have a little bit of a chance to uh, close this out and fix your eyes in just a little bit. I'm going to throw it back, though, to uh, to Ryan, and we're going to do a little fun here uh, between that time. So, Ryan, there you go. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've had a trivia contest, so uh, I, I'm guessing this is the first one of 2022, and so we'll wipe the slates clean 
and we'll, we'll kick off the year with the tunes and truth trivia session. I've got three questions ready to go. And of course, trying to tie it into our topic tonight of music. So uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think Aaron's going to win, but uh, hey, you guys can surprise me. All right. So let's see. Let's see how it goes. So Aaron, I typically will, we, we've divided it up into, it's either going to be a tune based related to Christian music, or it's going to be a truth based question, which then just re refers to scripture. All right. So okay. those are the two broad categories we, we choose, choose from in this uh, trivia contest. You all ready? Right, Ryan, just, just for Aaron's sake, how does Aaron ring in? If he's going to win, oh, he yeah. needs to know how to like signify Thank that you. he knows the answer. Yeah. So once you think you know the answer, uh, you just say your name and okay. then I'll, I'll call on you. And it is Jeopardy format. So you should then ask in the form of a question because I'll give you a statement and okay. then you come back with what is, who is, you know, whatever. So, okay. All right. Good. Everybody, everybody. Are, are we starting with a music? question or is this a scripture question so i know whether to play the background music or not yeah yeah go ahead i've got one scripture question two music questions we'll start with a scripture question so All right. fire up the fire up the tunes maestro all right and off we go this man was refreshed and was well due to music according to the ninth book of the bible matt matt I'm going to say King Saul when David played the harp. Matt is on the board. Yeah, Whoa. you are correct. Yeah, King nice Saul. First Samuel 16, 23, according to the ESV version, says he was refreshed and was well after hearing David play his instrument. So, Matt, good work. Take that, Aaron. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you said he was going to win. You know, I, I'm just making him earn his keep here. You trash talking the guest? Well, I'm just saying, you know, we got two more questions to come at me. All right. All right. You can tell some of that Fourth Baptist rivalry going on here, I think, is what we're seeing. All right. So apparently, for question one, Matt is the hero. Oh, boy. Well, that's not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now you'll notice Aaron so that Matt can concentrate. He'll cut off the Jeopardy music because he's got to try to connect the, the right music with the lyrics here. All right. So yeah. the next two questions will be tune based. All right. And I've got faith that we're going to, somebody's going to get these answers right tonight. All right. I, I, I specifically yeah, pick, you do questions. pick some deep, some deep tracks. You're kind of like third, fourth verse, you know, in. So yeah. Yeah. Stuff, it, stuff. It, it happens. So here we go. Question number two, again, in the form of a question. Name the title of this hymn. I'm going to now share some lyrics from that hymn. In the rustling grass, I hear him pass. Aaron. Aaron. What is This Is My Father's World? Ah, got to go. Yes. Nice. Well, Matt, he brought it. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive, my brother. It. Well, I. It, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my mind's making this up, but I feel like that might have been another, another uh, passage that either Pastor Killian brought up or you know someone else brought up. As far as like didn't like it because in the rustling grass I hear him pass. What does that mean? I, I remember that being a specific law. I'm like yeah, that one kind of makes sense, man. I, I'm a, I don't hear no rustling grass here, man. <laughs> That is kind of mystical. That was weird. That's interesting. You bring that that one up in that question. 
Oh, you know, I've got, I've got three total, but if, if Jeremy or Don gets this last one, right. I don't yeah. know. We do hybrid. I have to come up with the tiebreaker. You do. Yeah. yeah. On the fly. Yeah. You're going to have to do it. Okay. All right. That's fine. Question three name is your buzzer again, similar to question two uh, name, the hymn, the hymn, the song from which these lyrics are taken. You can think what you choose, but let me tell you the news. The Lord has loved you all along. Oh, I can sing it, but Re repeat the question. Please. Say it again. All right. Can you, you sing can... it? I, I could, but that I would know. No, that'd be helpful. Uh... Come on now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll sing the last part. I'll oh. sing the last part of it. I you know can... this song. Dom, this was put in for you, brother. <laughs> You of can course. think what you choose, but let me tell you the news. The Lord has loved you all along. It's got to oh, be something man. Southern gospel, Don. You got to get Yeah, that. this is a faithful men's song, I think. <laughs> is that right? Do I, do I need to hit the dinger? <laughs> faithful men, what's the name of it? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of it. I can't think of the name of it. I don't, mm. yeah. Uh all right, three, two, one. Oh, I died. Uh, I'm I sorry, man. I'm wow. sorry. I know you teed that one up for me. Uh huh. Okay, the answer is Kenny Coody Woody. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Coody yes. Woody. Yes. That oh. is it. <laughs> All right. So, so, so do I come up with a tiebreaker or do we, you got it. it. Yeah, we can't yeah. this is, I mean, this oh, is, man. there's no ties right. here. Doesn't the tie go to Clearly. the guest? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> man. Oh, you either want to go to bed a winner or go to bed <laughs> saying, how can I become a winner? Right. We don't want to be like, I'm mediocre. No, it's not. We, we got to go okay. come up with All something. Right. This, this is off the, off the top of my head now. Again, this is for mass. Is it your glowing head? Yes. <laughs> okay. I almost said Luciferian head, but I don't want to even say that. So, um, Matt and Aaron, this question is for you. Yeah. Uh, this is the first name of the author of It Is Well. Aaron. Aaron. Who is Philip? Incorrect. Uh, can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> yes, I will repeat the question. Yeah. That was this the question. is the first name of the author of It Is Well. <laughs> Matt, Isaac. Matt. What is Isaac? Who is Isaac? <laughs> I don't. Incorrect. I believe, I believe it's Horatio Spafford. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. you're right. That's right. I was thinking Philip Bliss, but yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Do I have to keep coming up. Yep, yep. Yeah. Another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. This is the author of the more recent hymn, "Oh Glorious Love." Can you sing it? <laughs> Glorious, oh, glorious love. love of God, Christ right, my Aaron. Lord. Aaron. Who is John W. Peterson? That is correct. Hey. Hey. Oh, <laughs> <Bye>. Nice. <laughs> oh, now he's pointing. Nice. We got him going. 
Yes. Brian, what key were you singing in? That was my Chris Tomlin. That was yeah. higher than that was, no. That was higher than Tomlin. It's a it's a it's a That's high a song. Gift. Yeah, it is. I, I, <laughs> Thank you for noticing, though, how high oh. I had to reach to, to hit that. Song. Yeah, well, hey, hey, one more thing, Aaron, I forgot to ask you about this. And it was I, I, I saw you had a devotional that went out and, and maybe you could just mention what is the um, the joy in the morning devotional book? Can you give us a little teaser into that? Sure. Yeah, that was a project that I was asked to be part of. Um, it's a project by Phil Barfoot. He's a music publisher. Uh, and um, it's a daily devotional. It's 365 days of uh, devotions for anybody, but but written by uh, worship leaders. Uh, so I was one of the ones that was uh, privileged to be to be part of it, and just wrote one of the 365. Uh, and um, they're written uh, with uh, with worship leaders, music ministers, um, music ministries uh, in mind. But it really is anyone could benefit from it. Um, and so they are available. I don't, I'd have to get the website, uh, I guess. For, well, I, I'll get, I'll send it out to, to Matt and we okay. can put that on our link. Yeah, we'll uh, link it. Our website. It, it's a, yeah. but I, I was very intrigued by that when I saw that and, uh, I appreciated your little devotional on that. I, th I thought yeah. it was great. So I wanted to give a little, thank you. And I didn't want to forget about that. So anyway, and I think there was actually one thing Ryan forgot to mention the actual winner of the, the, the truth and tunes trivia is going to like pay for that and send that out to all the listeners so um Aaron, congratulations <laughs> on winning and if you, yeah. could, you know just our listeners just post in the facebook you know, group maybe you're we'll, we'll get that out to you straight away funny how that worked out yeah amazing yeah uh, great job on jw peterson that was that was that was an impressive finish yeah, I, to the, I had uh, no to chance contest. i had no chance on that <laughs> yeah i mean you know Choir director, I guess. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, Aaron, we're going to turn it over to you. Uh, we always close uh, each uh, episode with uh, kind of a devotional thought and fix your eyes. And uh, we'd love for you to kind of uh, turn our hearts and our eyes up uh, to Christ and uh, have you finish us off. Great. Thank you, guys. Uh, I just want to share with you what the Lord's been teaching me and just my personal worship time. I've been reading through the, the Old Testament and recently uh, read through the book of Ruth. Uh, so these are, these are lessons from Ruth. Um, the story of Ruth is a light in the darkness. This is, uh, as you guys probably know, during the time of the judges. And um, there were still some people who followed God, and, and Ruth was one of those. Uh, the, the quick story overview um, Naomi is married to Elimelech. There's a famine uh, in the Bethlehem, Jerusalem area. They move and with their two sons. And uh, uh, her, Naomi's husband dies. Her two sons marry, but then uh, they die. And so uh, Naomi is in another land uh, with these daughters-in-law and um, just really in despair. And Ruth is one of those daughters, and she makes that famous statement, you know, where you go, I will go, where you lodge, I will lodge, your God will be my God, your people will be my people. So she moves back to, to Bethlehem uh, with, with Naomi, um, and Ruth takes the initiative to work and to help provide uh, 
and God honors her uh, by providing Boaz, who showed up to be, uh, show kind, he showed her kindness and compassion. And uh, then Naomi has a plan for her to um, marry Boaz. And we see here the family redeemer. Um, this, is, this is a relative who would take the responsibility for the extended family to helping secure and provide an inheritance. And of course, the beautiful picture here is Jesus Christ is our family redeemer, um, guaranteeing our eternal inheritance. Uh, so that's a beautiful picture there. Boaz does marry Ruth, and Ruth has a son. And here's, the, here's how the end of the book of Ruth sounds. Then the women of the city and the neighbors said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, a son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. So God brought about great blessings out of Naomi's tragedy. And though she went through tough times, and at times she was bitter, we, we know that, uh, but she did continue to trust God. And God, in his time, blessed her greatly. I think the book of Ruth is not just a nice story about a girl um, who was fortunate. Uh, the events recorded in Ruth were part of God's preparations for the births of David and, and Jesus. We see that at the very end of the book. Just as Ruth was unaware of this larger purpose in her life, we will not know the full purpose and importance of our lives until we are able to look back from the perspective of eternity. Because of God's faithful obedience, or because of Ruth's faithful obedience, her life and legacy were significant, even though she couldn't see all the results. So I think that's so important for us. We need to live in faithful obedience to God, knowing that the significance of our life will extend beyond our lifetime. And these rewards will outweigh any sacrifice that we have made. So it's, it's a simple truth, simple, uh, but I think we need to, we need to follow it faithful obedience. Uh, and we see the sovereignty of God through that. So I hope that's encouragement to you guys and, and anyone who listens. Amen. Great. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us, man. What a joy it was to, uh, <clears throat> to kind of have some laughs, but also to kind of hear your journey musical wise and how God's using you to, to edify the church. It's, uh, it certainly was fantastic. So again, thank you for joining yeah. us. Yeah, it was All my right. pleasure. Thank you. That's great. All right. That is a wrap on episode 47 on this, the sixth day of February, year of our Lord, 2022. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at 6 in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.